You're listening to Ignite, a podcast by students and teachers for students and teachers at Knox STEM Academy. I'm your host, Leslie Hicks, media specialist here at Knox STEM Academy, and thanks for joining us as you listen to Ignite. We want to wish all of our Knox Knight families a happy and safe holiday and break as we are coming upon that. And we have enjoyed spending this first semester, whoo, it flew by, didn't it, with you. Just a reminder that teachers return on January 4th. January 5th is a digital learning day for all students. Students who are face-to-face will not return to the school building until January 6th. So don't forget, on January 5th, all students will be logging on to receive assignments through Canvas, and then we will see those face-to-face students back on January 6th. Happy holidays and have a wonderful, restful break from your Knox family. I am speaking with some fourth grade girls who are in Miss Bearden's homeroom. They have been working hard in the STEM lab with Miss Edson, though, on a project, and they are here to share all about it. Girls, introduce yourselves. I'm Shayla. I'm Caroline. I'm Kenley. And I'm Bella. We um, we made this project from the STEM lab. It was a balloon-powered car. Um, our, we were trying to design it with a juice box, but it wouldn't work. So I ended up having to take it home and start from scratch and just doing a completely different design than what we were thinking about. Although Bella took it home, we all had very important jobs. We would test it to make sure it ran well. And if it ran, if we could make adjustments, we would write down on a piece of notebook paper and we would send it home with Bella with the project. And uh, it's, it really came together. When we first did the juice balls, it was too heavy, so Bella had to take it home. Um, lots of wheels broke off and lots of struggles, but I think that it definitely turned out really good all in the end. During the finals part, when we were walking down the hallway, one of our wheels broke. So we had to put it onto the stick and try to get it moving during the finals. And so we got a second place for that. But sadly, I think we actually got last place because it hardly even moved. It only went around once. We were runner up. Um, And I think... We had a lot, we made a lot of progress. It was very stressful because on the last second, our wheel fell off and we thought we couldn't make it. Um, so we learned that teamwork is a really important thing in life and to work together is really good too. We learned some responsibilities, and we learned that we can always try again. All right, girls. Thank you so much for sharing, and that is awesome that y'all were the runner-up for your balloon car. 
And I wish that all of our listeners could see it because it is really cute. And girls, I am so proud of y'all for continuing to work hard and to work together to make a final product that was successful. Thanks for sharing. This month, we have been working on coding. I love always doing Hour of Code with our students, and that is something um, they were doing coding before I came to Knox. And then, of course, as soon as I came to Knox a few years ago, we definitely started celebrating Hour of Code. So I am enjoying being able to work with some of our classes, our students, our teachers, to do the Hour of Code again, and for some, introduce them to coding skills, for others, just to grow their coding skills that they have already been exposed to. We have been using a variety of different ways to code. We have been using Scratch Junior. We have been using Osmo Kits, which you will hear more about coming up in the show from some third graders. We have also been using the website code.org. Code.org is a nonprofit dedicated to expanding access to computer science in schools and increasing participation by young women and students from other underrepresented groups. Their vision is that every student in every school has the opportunity to learn computer science as part of their core K-12 education. They are the leading provider in K-12 computer science curriculum in the largest school districts in the United States, and they have also created the annual Hour of Code campaign, which is what we celebrate here at Knox. And we like to call it D-STEMBER. And um, that I kind of started using that term even before our STEM, we, even before we became a certified STEM school. And so we just kind of carry that on. But through the Hour of Code, they have engaged more than 15% of all students in the world on code.org. And they are supported by a lot of generous donors like Microsoft, which we know we are a Microsoft district, but then others like Facebook and Amazon and Google and many more. So if your students have enjoyed the coding activities, and I encourage you to check out our Twitter and Facebook, where a fifth grade student, Elena, on her own time outside of our coding time together, she coded um, a little dance party. I encourage you to check out that video, but she used the code.org website. So if your students enjoyed that and they are looking for something to do over the break, I strongly encourage you to go to code.org backslash learn where they can select grades two through five and they can code for free. Here is some more about our hour of code activities here at Knox. I'm speaking with Savannah and Julius, who are third graders, and we have been working in Miss Gorgeous's class on Hour of Code because in December there is the National Hour of Code, and they have been using some Osmo kits to do Hour of Code. Now, the Osmo kit that they have been using is called Coding with Obby. And this is not a plug for Osmo, but we just happen to have them here at Knox. So this is not a partner, paid partnership with them. <laughs> just joking. Um, but we have them here and the kids love using the Osmo. So they did coding with Obby. So Julius, tell me, what is that? So it's like this game where you have a monster and there's these little pieces where you can um, like move him into these berries and he lives in a campsite. 
and the more strawberries you get, the more um the more he can upgrade his campsite. Okay, so it's kind of like he's gathering points through mm -hmm. the strawberries. Okay, mm -hmm. and so Savannah, how do you get him to gather the strawberries? Like, what did you have to do? You have to code him to do it. And how do you do that? You take the code bricks and to move him. Okay, so there are actual tangible code bricks or tiles that you are putting together. How do you put it together? How do you put a lot of code together with the... You put a brick up there, and if you want him to move uh, a bunch of moves at once, you keep putting bricks below it. Okay, so if you wanted him to move forward, is there like a certain one that says forward? Mm -hmm. um, or how do you do it, please? So there's these piece, there's these arrows on the right side of the uh, bricks, mm -hmm. and you can move it in any direction you want it to go, the monster to go. Okay, so it kind of turns around to where you can mm -hmm. change the arrow. Okay, and then if you wanted him to move forward like five times, do you just have to keep put five pieces in? Mm -mm. There's these number tiles that you can put onto the arrow so that he can move uh, those that many times is how much the number is on the um the brick okay and so how do the bricks or the tiles savannah how do they connect or how do you connect all that code you uh have to press the screen which will make the osmo move whichever way you want it to go okay so there are all the tiles mm -hmm. that are tangible tiles that you have like kind of do they hook together yes like Magnetic or something? Or yeah. Like yeah magnetic. Pieces? Okay, they're magnetic. Okay, and so they you do that, and then you hit run on the screen, and then it kind of follows yeah. that code. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Okay, now do y'all like coding? Yes. Mm -hmm. Savannah, why do you like coding? Because it can help me learn, and I really like uh, educational stuff, so coding is one of my favorite things to do, and this was really fun. Okay, and Julius, how do you like coding? Because um, since you have to figure out how many spaces he has to move and how there's these hand pieces to move rocks and a jump piece to um, to jump over small trees, um, I think it's like a puzzle that um, for a challenge um, for you. Yeah, so it's kind of like putting a puzzle together, but it challenges your brain in a different way mm -hmm. that... Um, you know, of course, we are challenging ourselves every day at school, mm -hmm. but when you're coding, it makes you think in a different way. And um, so it's kind of using different parts of your brain. All right, guys. Well, thank y'all so much and keep on enjoying that coding. Mm -hmm. third graders who have also been doing Hour of Code in Miss Gorgeous's class. And we just heard from Savannah and Julius about how they used the Osmo Coding with Obby kit. And Roman and Bennett used a different Osmo kit. They used Coding Jam. Guys, what is Coding Jam? So basically Coding Jam is, it's basically based off of music. And you have to, there's, there's freestyle and there's practice levels, 20 practice levels. And there's different pieces that you can um, adjust with the arrows. And basically you can get different monsters depending on how many like 
hearts you get, like coding obby, you get you collect cupcakes and wood. But in coding gym, you get like hearts from practice levels and unlocking new monsters. Okay, so the more hearts you collect in coding jam, it lets you have more monsters. And those monsters play music. They, mm-hmm. And the, each monster has like a different tone or pitch mm-hmm. added to it. Like they make different sounds. Okay. And then um, like you ha- your little pieces, they have an arrow on it. And the monsters have like um, four things surrounding on them on each side. Mm-hmm. And depending on which uh, arrow uh, direction you put that arrow in, they'll play a different like sounding on. Like if you put it on the bottom, it will probably play deeper than on the top. Okay, so it's also um, kind of knowing that um, your musical knowledge of the different pitches and the tones. And then you have to work to make all those monsters, like you code each monster, is that correct? Yes. Yes. So you code each monster, and then at the end, they all kind of come together as a band. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like to blend their sounds, and of course, you want that to sound good. And like some monsters, like you, you can use them for like just making like a um, a background, like uh, a beat to, for the other monsters to follow. Okay. And uh, some of them will be like your uh, your main sound. Okay. So some are more of like the background music, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. some are like like the front band for the monster band. Okay. Um, now, if you wanted them to kind of repeat sounds, I know that Savannah and Julius were saying that there are number tiles that you hook up. And, um, but if you're number tiles, what's the highest number tile that you have? Uh, it is five, but you can use repeat tiles. Okay. Which, uh, like, make that repeat uh, depending on what piece you put on them. Okay. So if I put a five on my, uh, like, run down tile then and i put a repeat tile with three it would do 15 of the rundown sounds right so you can use your multiplication mm-hmm. um facts and to know okay i want that one like bass beat to play longer um and i like that you can repeat the code like mm-hmm. it loops back around and it lets you re- repeat that code run um all right guys so do y'all like Coding. Do you enjoy coding? Yes. Yes. I I enjoy coding. Roman, why do you enjoy coding? Because um, there's there's freestyle and it also teaches you how to play the game. So like you know what you're doing in the game, so you don't like so you don't just do random stuff. And so because those practice levels, it is showing you how to use the coding tiles to get the sound and the effect and the final product that you want. Yes. Right? And then you like it that you work your way up to then at the end, you create your own sound. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then Ben, why do you like coding? I like coding because, um, like, for coding jam, when you, are when you like, code all of your monsters and then you get a finished product, it can sound really good. And if it does, then you can know that, like, you made that by yourself. And, like, um, like you used code to create that. Because, like, for y'all, you were creating music. But for um, Savannah and Julius, they were creating a game to where um, they're coding Obby. He got more things. He got more points, and he could decorate his campsite more. Um, And then there's also coding um, that we have done in the past, like with Scratch Jr., to where you make characters move or you're kind of animating them. And there are some um, careers where people are computer programmers or game developers and um, and they're writing code for that. Mm-hmm. And so I like, Bennett, that you said, 
by the end, you know that you made that. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes, like when you would put your code together, was it right the first time? No. no. Just like other game developers, like people who created like these video games like Minecraft or something, mm -hmm. they, didn't, Minecraft. they didn't get the textures yeah. right on the first time. Right. Because like they had to go for like, Oh, like 10 years of changing yes like lots of trials and then of course as they come out with like new games or new websites like for those people that code um websites or things like that and we know because of the growth mindset that we practice here that if we fail the first time and this is also why i like cody if you fail the first time you don't have to give up you're not going to give up you just go back and you adjust your code until you kind of get it to do what you want it it's to do. It's not like you only have like one try in your code. You can still rearrange it and like use yeah. it as many times as you want. That's right. Yeah. So we are learning from those failures um, maybe the first time and we're kind of learning new tips and tricks and ways to be successful through struggling with learning how to either write the code, build the code, um, and and make that final product that we want, right? Yeah, and different monsters have like different instruments that they use with different pitches. Yeah, so especially like as you can preview their sounds, then I'm sure you are adjusting the code a lot because you're coding one monster at a time, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. So you're only hearing that one sound at a time. So then when you get them all together, and you might think that it sound that it's going to sound good, but then when you hear them all um, mesh together then you probably did have to go back and do some tweaking of your code, you know, to really get the blending that you wanted for that final song. Right? And on your, when you're coding your second monster, you can, you can uh, press the unmute button on your first monster oh, so and you can heal and play together. And on your third one, you can hear both too. Okay. And then uh, once you like submit it, you can go onto like um, the studio yeah. and then you can like, um, like hear it yeah. and then, other people can like view your songs and then they can like like it, which gives you hearts. Oh, so that gives you more hearts mm -hmm. to get more monsters and stuff too, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So you're also making a product that has um, a real audience for whoever else is playing. Yes. Um, and to where other people can appreciate the hard work that you've done. All right, guys. Well, thanks for participating in the Hour of Code and thanks for talking with me. You're welcome. Hi, this is Miss Ivino. I am a fifth grade teacher at Knox. One of our assignments for our RCD unit for Unit 1 was to create a narrative writing, and Reagan created a narrative writing about a special day. The Christmas I was surprised. Christmas I was surprised. I was. It was Christmas morning. I just got to my mom's house. I sat in a chair in the living room and my mom told me to close my eyes. They put, told me to put my arms out and they put, placed something in my arms. I immediately opened my eyes and saw a small fluffy golden retriever puppy. I was so surprised and excited that she was 
only one month old, I was so happy and scared. I did didn't know how to take care of it. I asked my friend. It was easy now. She was. She is. She is almost one years old, and her name is Georgia Peach Wilson. But we call her Georgie. I love her so much. Much, and she loves her lamb. She sleeps with it, eats with it, and plays with it. And and she takes care of it. She barks really loud, so so loud. I love her. Oh my goodness, Reagan! Thank you so much for sharing, and I love your puppy's name, Georgie. That is so cute. Okay, has Georgie gotten really big? Because you said she's a golden retriever, right? Yes, y'all should see Reagan. She is nodding her head so vigorously that Georgie's getting big. And she's probably going to get a little bit bigger, don't you think? Yes. Well, that is a wonderful surprise and a wonderful story. Thank you, Reagan, so much for sharing. Thank you so much to all of those families that helped support our November book fair. It was wonderful. The students were so excited to be able to come back into the media center during that time because um, that was their first time really coming back in. And they were so excited to have the book fair. And even though it looked different, it was just amazing to see the smiles on their faces as they came in and they shopped. And I just want to say thank you so much for your support. And part of those proceeds go back into our school media center. And we raised almost $8,000 through the book fair. So thank you all so much. Thank you to those that shopped online. And remember, if you created an e-wallet account and you did not spend all the money, your student didn't spend all the money at the book fair, then that money is still in an online account for you. And it is available for you to spend on Scholastic products at any time. Thanks again for supporting our book fair. Make sure to follow Joseph Knox Elementary School on Facebook or at Knox ES Knights on Twitter. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode of Ignite. Thank you for listening.